Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Episode 61, How to Achieve Digital Minimalism. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. This is Jill. This month in our book club, We are reading Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, who is so wonderful. If you haven't picked up his book, Deep Work, or his new one, Digital Minimalism, highly recommend, especially because this is the one we're going through this month. But we really wanted to do a deep dive in a single episode about digital minimalism because it's like actually an important thing now because it's 2019. Mm-hmm. And because minimalism and it's a buzzword and uh, your next step after Marie Kondo is your computer and your technology. Exactly. And it just goes on from there. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the foundations, the mindset behind it, and a whole bunch of things that you can do to become a more digital minimalist But first, our sponsors. This episode is also brought to you by running. Have you considered walking outside but would like to go faster? (laughs) Try running. Running can get you away from your phone, your computer, your problems, your life, all while improving your cardiovascular health and preventing you from spending more money. Running, like walking, but slightly faster. I read this in the show notes before we started recording. I literally was laughing out loud. Like, I love it so much. You want to walk, but faster? Plus, that was the only line I had written until like 10 exactly. seconds ago, too. Would you like to walk, but would like to go faster? Run from so, your problems. Run yeah. from your phone. It works. Yeah. Except until it catches up with you because you're not the only thing that can run. Right. And eventually you'll get tired. So you have to put in place other parameters to keep you away from your phone and your computer and your life and your problems. So (laughs) we're not talking about your life problems in this episode, but we are definitely talking about your digital consumption today. So let's dive in to our first headline. This one is from Nick Wignall. 
and it is what is digital minimalism? Hmm. Great yeah. question, Nick. And right? then he answers it. So thank you, Nick. Yeah, it's great. These are like the foundations of digital minimalism, which was helpful for me because I think I've had in my mind and it's not incredibly inaccurate, but I've thought about digital minimalism in terms of how to clean up your technology so that it is more user-friendly, not bogged down with a bunch of digital clutter, right? So if we have Mm -hmm. pictures and photo albums all over our living room, it in some ways can feel the same way as having files all over your desktop or organized digital photos. Mm -hmm. So that is part of it, and we'll get into that. But it's more than that. It's also talking about minimizing our interactions with technology in in intentional ways. And so they talk about how minimalism isn't just about stuff. And I can get caught up in this too, thinking that minimalism is, is uh, centered around how much we have or how much we don't have. And that's just completely inaccurate. While it's a part of minimalism, it's more of a mindset in the way that we are choosing to live, to add more value and bring greater intentionality into our lives. So did a, this article did a great job of really identifying that and showcasing this idea and then breaking it down for us even further. What were your thoughts, Jen? Yeah, I've thought a lot about this for several years now because I, when I was writing the No Spend Challenge Guide back in 2017, I thought a lot about the correlation of all of the media and all of the content that we consume and how that translates Mm. to increased spending, whether that's online spending or spending like tangible in-person spending. Mm -hmm. So I have been on just like a, a light kind of quest to be as digitally minimalist as possible just Mm -hmm. to avoid all that temptation. When I heard about this book, I was super happy that somebody else had written it for me. And I'm super excited that somebody like Cal Newport, because he's a lot smarter and he has so many wise words. Yeah. So, yeah, and he just puts it out there so plainly and has some great tips. Yeah. So speaking of Cal Newport, both the articles that we're going to reference today and our book club is referencing Cal Newport. So it's worth giving you this quote on how he defines digital minimalism. And he says, digital minimalism is a philosophy that helps you question what digital communication tools and behavior surrounding these tools add the most value to your life. It is motivated by the belief that intentionally and aggressively clearing away low value digital noise and optimizing your use of the tools that really matter can significantly improve your life. Yes. So very well crafted Mm -hmm. sentences to describe what it is that we're talking about here. And so yeah. we can flesh that out a bit more. This this article that we're talking about by Nick Wignall, is that how you pronounce his name? Hopefully. Hopefully. There you go. So 
he goes through a couple of tips on what this can look like, three to be exact. So the first one he cites is technology use should be intentional, not habitual, which is pretty self-explanatory off the bat, but he goes into greater detail to say that technology is highly addictive. They've created it in such a manner so as to continue to draw us back in with, and I'm sure many of you have heard this, particularly with the impact that technology can have on children, that it is supposed to activate the pleasure receptors in our brain when we get likes on Facebook or people are responding to us on Twitter or Instagram. And so it has this subconscious addictive nature to it. Uh, The flashing lights, just so much about the instant gratification of technology and the speed at which we can have access to things can can draw us in an almost a mindless nature. And so it's not to say that technology is bad, right? In and of itself, it isn't. And none of us are saying that, but it's the habitual pieces that can be, that can have negative or unhealthy or unhelpful impacts on us. So what, what working towards digital minimalism could mean is guarding against mindlessness. And so mind, mind, mindfulness is also a buzzword these days, but that doesn't mean, I mean, it's a buzzword for a reason because it's got some great tools in it for us. And I think really it speaks to this intentionality that if we are mindful about why we're getting on our technology... And it's not just a habitual thing. Like I get in the car and I just do this thing or I uh, sit on the toilet and here's what I, you know, I just go to Facebook automatically and not <laughs> like, not never done that. What? Where'd that Ooh, example what? come oh, from? Weird. <laughs> you know what? I know I'm not alone though, because they are creating those toilet paper holders with specific spots for your phone. I'm That's like, this is bad. Obscene. If like the entire world is thinking where I need a place to put my cell phone in the bathroom. Like, why is our cell phone coming with <laughs> us in the bathroom? That's so it's gross. Leave it in your purse or in your kitchen or anyhow, that's a whole other conversation. (laughs) And, but in this way, what you, to speak to what you were saying, Jen, that if we are more mindful, then we are less likely to be uh, influenced by marketers and advertisers who are trying to get us to spend all of our money on whatever it is that they're selling us. And if we're mindlessly engaging in these things, we might mindlessly throw our money away, mindlessly purchase. Mm-hmm. And and so that's where this intersects with frugality. And honestly, not even marketers and sponsored posts, but our friends and family. Yeah. There have been so many times where I've scrolled down and I've seen a picture of Jill and she's doing something cool. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that cool thing. So I have to spend money to do that cool thing. Whereas I wouldn't have even known about it before or wearing, you know, wearing her cool clothes, which I can't even buy because (laughs) they were like thrifted. So I'm sorry. Am I derailing you and your frugal lifestyle? (laughs) Like with with all the cool things I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And all the cool places. It's just really hard to be frugal. When I see you in my newsfeed, but I'm so so sorry. It's it's not always intentional. So that's why you have to like guard your own eyes and mind against it. So yeah. Um, And number two, 
Technology is for making stuff, not feeling better. I loved this one because I'm not a huge social media lover. I do it. I have my Instagram, Modern Frugality, and I am in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook. And I Mm -hmm. love being there that like, if we're talking like about KonMariing our laptops and cell phones, that Facebook group brings me joy and talking to people on Mm. Instagram that listen to the show or read Modern Frugality, like that brings me joy. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. I do have to be on my computer a lot and I have to go into the Facebook group for like if I ask a question and I want to include those questions into the show mm-hmm, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there are times where I have to go into these like social media things, but they're for like making things. Mm-hmm. And I do, I get caught up sometimes in the scrolling mm-hmm. to make me feel better. So seeing this mm-hmm. like was an instant like, gut punch. Oh, it's challenging to all of us. Yeah, we are not presenting these articles from a position of authority saying we've arrived. <laughs> like these... if you thought that's what we were doing here, <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh news flash. This, yeah, I mean, I am saying this to myself because I take my phone into the bathroom with me and in a habitual way. And so, Mm -hmm. but this is where that balance comes into play of, you know, this article references that sometimes we can just mindlessly go watch animal videos or scroll through fun news articles. And I will say that to some degree, that can be an okay thing. You know, when we talk about self-care and the things that are life-giving or provide breaks or leisure or rest, they can be good, right? If it's something that brings a smile to your face on a particularly difficult or stressful day, then that's fantastic. But to be mindful about it, to say, I am mm-hmm. going to go on, I'm going to watch a cat video because it's going to, I mean, this isn't me. This is not what I choose to do, but I know people who do. What, you know, so if cat videos, your jam, definitely do that. Enjoy that for five minutes and then pull away and engage mm-hmm. with something else. Yeah, and one one more thing I'll say about the making stuff is that I think we also, while we're making stuff, have to be really aware of what we're making, is that we're not making more of the things that people are just going to scroll through to like mindlessly look at and feel mm. better. Like that we're producing podcast episodes that are helpful and encouraging that we're producing like show notes and articles that teach people things and can be really activated in real life. And so that's another like, not gut punch, because I feel like we are really doing that, Mm -hmm. but just like maybe a gut check to say like, okay, so technology is really great for like getting your message out there Mm -hmm. and, and getting these lessons out there. But let's make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons and not just mm-hmm. uh, not just to be there, mm-hmm. not just to have a presence. Mm-hmm. Which is really tough for what we're heading more and more towards, which is working from home, working remotely, certainly wherever you work, requiring a computer to do the job unless mm-hmm. you are in some sort of trade 
And, but even if you are, you are probably using technology in some capacity, even just for, you know, billing or providing estimates to people or... Even as a mechanic yeah, nowadays. Yeah, exactly. And so our faces can get so accustomed to being in front of a screen, which can have all kinds of impacts just on our physical body, but it then requires a greater attention to what we're doing with the rest of our time and not just going back to what's familiar and the computer and the phone and the TV just screens all day, which is tough. The the American Academy of Pediatrics has now said that children two and under should not be exposed to any screens. So no screens until after 24 months. So my plan of having Disney Junior raise my child (laughs) has now been set back two years. So this is this episode's really important for me because I need to figure out what to do. Uh, <laughs> figure it out for to, yourself so you can right, raise up a for kid. The, mm-hmm. For at least two years. And then I assume that we're fine. Oh, man. Yeah, there's so much that is almost overwhelming to consider in that. Because you're speaking to, we can't take somebody someplace that we haven't been. If we mm. are filling all of our free time with our screens... How in the world are we going to expect to raise up children who don't spend all of their time in in and on screens? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And and they do. Actually, I heard my friend is a high school teacher. And whenever his high school students, when he catches them on their phones or having their phones out, he will airdrop them pictures um, of just text with like spoilers for like big movies that have just come out. That's amazing. So, I mean, so most recently was this Avengers movie. That was so delightful to me. <laughs> that's funny. But that, <laughs> yeah. again, though, that's just connecting and perpetuating I know, screens but that he is using that to, I mean, it, it is funny. He's using the screens not, against the screens. Right. <laughs> and I but think all teachers should do it. That teacher has to have his phone out in the classroom in order to do that. Yeah. And I can't help but wonder, even if we don't have, even if we don't allow children to be on these screens to the extent that we ourselves are on them, they're still in their faces or seeing our faces in them. The amount that we are recording and photographing kids is overwhelming to me. I don't have kids, but I can't help but wonder what is the impact of that going to be? Just constantly seeing mom and dad or grandma and grandpa with their phone while Mm -hmm. looking at you. Like, so you are getting Mm -hmm. attention, but it's their face and their phone recording your every move. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Although related, (laughs) (laughs) which now goes to the third point. Yes. Uh, Technology should never come before people. And while this can be so easy to get on board with, like, of course it shouldn't. Yeah, duh. Uh, we still let it. And, yeah. and while technology and specifically social media can promise us connection, it 
often impedes relationship with those who are currently in front of us, or even the connection that we are having with people on social media is not a true reflection of accurate connection. We're either getting into arguments with people that we probably would not be getting into if we were face to face. We feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't know why to say things to people with the protection of being behind a screen. Or we're getting caught up on things so that we feel as though we don't need to get together with that person because we see their whole life update on Facebook. Exactly. Yep. So there's so, and worst of all is if we are on those things when we are currently in the presence of people and we're missing out on connecting with who's actually in front of us. Yeah. Which is where that mindfulness piece comes in of where am I presently? That's what mindfulness is, is just connecting us to ourselves and to our emotions in the present moment and what is happening around us in the present moment. And technology often serves as an escape from the present moment, which is never Mm going to be long-term super healthy for us. Sometimes a short escape can provide a little bit of relief, but long-term, anything that's going to disconnect us from what's actually happening to us currently is not a good thing. Well said. Yes. So these foundations of digital minimalism are technology use should be intentional, not habitual. Technology should never come before people. And technology is for making stuff not feeling better. Mm-hmm. So Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We know habits are not formed in 21 days, and sometimes they take a long time to break. And so there are a lot of things that we can do, a lot of steps we can take to digitally declutter and train ourselves in more mindfulness. And so that's where our next article is, Mm. and it is a post on Medium by Dan Sylvester, and it's Digital Minimalism, How to Simplify Your Online Life. And we are going to spend some time in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the tips that are offered here. There's some really great meat A lot of these articles that we've read throughout our podcasting one-year adventure, there's a little bit of this take the meat, spit out the bone mentality, which is always Mm -hmm. a good mentality to have. But in this one, for sure, you should never eat bones. There's a lot of meat. There's hardly bone. So yeah, or other stuff. (laughs) So 
he goes into how we can do this. So this is more of the tangible practices of how we can incorporate some legitimate minimalism on our technology. So what I kind of referenced at the beginning of how we can create the most value and be the most mindful in our interaction with our technology. And so the first thing that he lists is using the computer intentionally. And so what this means is to focus on adding value and making accessible the things you use on a regular basis. So some real-time tips that he gives here on how to do this is number one, to clean up the desktop. So when you look at your desktop screen, do you have a bunch of files all over the place from years and years just piled up or is it kind of clean? That will help just even brain clutter feeling over, you know, not feeling overwhelmed if that's cleaned up. Choosing a clean wallpaper on the backdrop can also help. Hiding your dock so you can do this in your dock preferences so that when you pull up that that first front screen, you don't have a bunch of the apps and files all right in front of your face. He also suggests to uninstall programs. So this is just good practice. Like if we were to relate this to routine car maintenance to on a regular basis, go through and see what programs am I not using? What's taking up valuable space on my computer's hard drive? Get rid of those things. Install updates. So quick caution about this, make sure that you do some research on the updates that your computer's wanting you to install. Sometimes you can find reviews on whether or not that update, if it has all the glitches out of it, what might it do to some of your currently running program. So just be aware of what the update is going to do, but that is usually best practice. Yeah, especially if you have an older computer. Mm-hmm. And to work in full screen mode. So this is something that you can also manage in your um, system's preferences so that you can eliminate distraction uh, so that the screen is taking up the entire screen. You don't see all of these other windows open on your computer. If you are not computer savvy and you don't really know what we're talking about (laughs) with all of these terms, definitely ask a friend or somebody who knows about computer things to help you to be able to do this maintenance on your computer. It is important for the longevity of your computer, which will also help to save you money in the long run if you take care of it in this way. Mm -hmm. And it's not super hard. Like I'm not a computer person and I have done all of these things. But you are a millennial. And so we do just by nature know a bit more than the baby boomers when it comes to computers. (laughs) Jill, what is your desktop like? So right now it is pretty clean. It's a picture of a desert. (laughs) Me too. I should probably change that. I think it's just one one of the pictures that comes with my computer. But I try my best. It's just the picture that came with it. Yeah. (laughs) I will intentionally on a regular basis go through and get rid of downloads. A lot of times downloads will go Mm -hmm. straight to my desktop or my, my desktop is where I will save things that I need immediate quick access to for a short period of time. So like pictures that I'll use for frugal friends. So once once I'm done with that thing, I will go immediately to erase it. So it's accessible for me to get it when I need it, but then also super accessible for me to delete when it's right on my desktop. So it is mm-hmm. pretty clean. Yes. How about you? And actually, 
I is the same same background of the desert. I have a file named desktop that I put random things that don't really have a place. Uh-huh. I will just put them in the desktop folder so I can access them from the desktop, but they're desktop not on the desktop. On desktop. <laughs> uh-huh. Desktop on desktop, baby. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so that brings us to our second part of digital minimalism is simplifying files. Mm. So files are kind of tricky, but as hard drives get bigger, we accumulate more digital junk because we don't have to think about it. You remember when you used to have to delete all of your pictures on your phone Mm -hmm. or computer Mm -hmm. to make room for more things? And we don't have to do that now. So we just have so much more clutter, Mm -hmm. but not healthy. And this is something you don't do just once. You have to go through and like every six months to a year, redo it. Mm -hmm. So first up is deleting. Just delete all the files you don't need. Delete like those download zip files, everything that you won't use. Uploading things to the cloud. So you can split your files into two categories, the ones you use regularly and the ones you don't. Mm. And so for the latter, you could upload them to the cloud. You can make content searchable. So choose easy to remember names for your folders and files. So you can just go into Finder and and search it. And then you don't have to like look through everything. And have fewer folders. Instead of having all of your things just on your desktop, just have one desktop folder. Mm-hmm. But he says use fewer but bigger folders. So he has work, personal, and fun. Mm-hmm. And so on my desktop... I literally have desktop, frugal friends, modern frugality, Kindle publishing. That's it. That is my desktop. I like it. Those four folders. How often do you go through and clean? Um, whenever I am procrastinating something. <laughs> not so yeah. not super often. I think of this, it feels like a spring cleaning in some ways. Like it could be a really good practice to even do at the start of winter. If you get that bug mm-hmm. in you of, oh man, I, I want to do something here, but it's not springtime. Yeah. Clean so up your- if you can like assign yourself a season, mm-hmm. like in Florida, we don't go outside in the summer. So summer would be a great time to stay inside and delete all your files. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another one that I, this is the one I have the most trouble with and it's clear to neutral. So at the end of the day, close all your tabs and programs mm. and delete or move all files from downloads mm. and empty the trash, shut off the computer. Yeah. I don't do that at all. Um, I always have a million tabs open because mm-hmm. I research for a living. Yeah. So I have like a hundred tabs I have my trash is always full. I always got a ton of things in downloads. The computer never goes off. Mm-hmm. So because when I do shut down all the tabs, I do find that when I, I can easily open them back up, there's a history and I usually don't need every single tab open that I had open. So this is the biggest one that I need to work on. And then the last one is for this file is access, don't own. Ownership can be stressful and said take advantage of the access economy by streaming video and music. And I feel like that's an okay suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't like to own either if I can access for free. Oh, certainly. Hashtag frugality. Hashtag. Also, along with these tips... 
a better phone experience. So in working towards digital minimalism, this can apply to our phones also. And so he suggests... Biggest ones probably. Yeah. He suggests removing apps. So going through and reevaluating what do you use on a regular basis, what don't you need, what might just be a distraction. He challenges to remove social media, not because it's a bad thing, but because it can be a bad habit for the reasons that we've listed already, um, that, they, that it can just be a habit. It could just be something that you go on to do when you're bored and isn't actually adding value or production or effectiveness to your life. And he also says to have a mindful home screen. And the way that this can happen is by having your four most used apps accessible to you, like in your... um, On the home screen. The home screen, yeah. Yeah. And then have the rest in a folder so that it can feel very clean. Then he says to clean up contacts. So go through and get rid of people who maybe you have multiple numbers for them because their number has changed. Make sure that that is all in correct working order. If you've got old coworkers that you're not contacting anymore, get rid of those contacts. Just go through and figure out who are you contacting now? Who's there that you don't need to be in your contact list anymore and get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Delete that ex-boyfriend's number. That's yes. your sign. Do it. <laughs> you're, you don't need to contact him. There's your sign. Um, and use the search on your phone. So rather than having just a, a tons and tons of apps all throughout your phone, just use the search and let that be your friend going forward to find contacts and that kind of a thing. And then to remove notifications. So don't be having Facebook notify you every time somebody liked a photo or every time you get a new email from some company. (laughs) Those are just distracting. This actually backfired on me once because I was supposed to meet a friend for coffee and we were just communicating through Instagram messages. Uh, And I had my Instagram notifications off and this was early in my pregnancy before I actually knew I was pregnant and I was very tired and Mm. I I fell asleep and I just slept through the whole thing and I didn't get any notifications that would have awoken me so that I would have shown up (laughs) and I felt so bad. So set alarms instead of notifications. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and or use use the notifications that you know are going to be helpful or necessary yes. to your work. So now I have uh, notifications for Instagram messages, but not for like mm-hmm. any likes or comments or right. anything. I have notifications for my calendar, but not anything mm-hmm. else because that's important to have things to be reminded. Hey, in 15 minutes, you're podcasting. Don't leave Jen hanging. Right. I get so lonely when you do that. Yeah. And then to utilize the do not disturb option on your phone and even considering having hours of your day that you would do do not disturb. So possibly 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. putting your phone on do not disturb and choosing relationship instead or some other leisure activity that's life-giving to you instead. Yes. For these next two, we won't go as depth in them because... 
I feel like you're getting the picture. But Mm -hmm. the next one is emails. Mm. So like we said before with social media, he says turn off notifications to time block when you're going to check your emails. So you don't have to be responding to emails five minutes after they're sent. And that can actually almost do you a disservice because then people just assume you're always available. Yes. Like make people think that you're a a hot commodity. Yes. Make them wait for that wisdom. Yeah. And then checking your email just twice a day. So Mm. like once at 11, like once at four, and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And then close it out of sight, out of mind. Unsubscribe from things you don't need. We are going to share service that can help you do that a little quicker. And then be succinct when you're writing emails. So don't write 10 sentences when two suffice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So try replying to every email with three sentences or less, because that will also should prompt the person you're replying to to also Mm -hmm. be succinct. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. hopefully, and then you will both be respective of each other's times. I've been practicing good communication with this too, and I have found that it helps me clear the clutter that digital things can create for me, specifically with emails. So mm-hmm. not not feeling as though I need to respond immediately to people, but responding to every email. Even if it just means a follow-up, sure, you're welcome, glad to help. Or, you know, things that maybe seem like maybe they don't need a response, but just to confirm, saw this email, got it, that's closed. It's not open-ended, which has helped me to feel like, okay, I have I have done my due diligence with each of these emails and there is clear communication and I don't feel like things are hanging open-ended. Yeah, because there, so I do the opposite. And if I see one of those, like, I'll just ignore it. And then I'll get follow-up emails. And if I had just done the hard thing after the first email and been like, I don't really think I'm interested in this, but thanks, Mm -hmm. I could have saved myself more trouble. Right. I think I have been similar. I have thought that, okay, if someone just, you know, sends me something that doesn't necessarily need a response, I don't thinking I'm saving myself time, but I've realized that it actually creates a little bit of clutter in my mind to know that somebody sent me an email. I didn't respond to it. And then on their end, they could still come back and say, Hey, did you get that email? just to confirm that it was sent to you. And then there's even more that you have to now do to say, yes, I got it. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it can just knock out some of those extra steps that could be created in the future. Yes. And if for some reason there is an email that you think is going to take more than 10 minutes to write a reply, get up, go talk to your coworker or wait until they take a break personal interactions beat email any day of the week. So if you can Mm. have the personal interaction instead of the email, if you think it's going to take you a while Mm -hmm. uh, or call, give a call. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we've gotten out of the habit of doing this because it's more uncomfortable. Like I would rather sit behind my screen and write an email than make a phone call or uh, talk to somebody in person. But like nine times out of 10, the talking in person or on the phone Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. better. Yeah. Nice. And last but not least is the internet. Dun, dun, dun. So with this one, and it is the last because it's one of the biggest potential time wasters and not 
adding value to your life. So with this, some tips here is to know what your time wasters are. Just this self-knowledge can help us to create separation and greater intentionality here. So if I know that it's a time waster for me to be on Facebook, then I can be more mindful and maybe even put up barriers for myself to getting onto social media. Others with the internet is to unfollow and unfriend. This is speaking specifically to social media. If people are popping up in your newsfeed that are either constantly trying to sell you something or their posts just downright annoy you or anger you, that's not adding value to your life. You, Amen. Amen. And it's not adding connection either. So you can unfollow and unfriend if it's not helpful for your day-to-day or your opinion of that person. I unfollow a lot of people or you can actually snooze people for 30 days now and that still keeps you as their friend so you're you know nobody thinks that you've like they've betrayed you or whatever so snooze and unfollow which really good don't do this in real life but again social media is not real life we interact in ways that we don't in real life so Mm -hmm. with that being said feel free to delete social media Feel free to listen to this podcast and take permission to delete it altogether. You because have our permission. That can be a time waster. It can add clutter. It can add unnecessary arguments and unnecessary opinions of people. You could think that somebody is an awful person because of how they interact online, but then you meet them in real life and it's like, that's that's not even really you. And I'd rather know the you in person than the online you. So... Yeah, Yeah, get rid of it. And even though we'll miss you in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook. We would miss that. Still, we would encourage you to delete it if it's a hindrance. Yeah. If it's a stumbling block. And they also recommend no bookmark bar. Of course, this is just if you're using it for time wasters. I love my bookmark bar because it helps me to be more efficient and have quick access, right? And that's part of organization and and helping your processes in your minimalist lifestyle. So for me, my bookmark yeah. bar helps me to complete this podcast in, in a more efficient manner. So take that one with a yeah. grain of salt. And But I don't have Facebook in my bookmark bar. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Work stuff. Right. And lastly, to block websites. So if there are just websites you don't want to be going on whatsoever, you can block them. And these are some ways you can clean up your digital life. Mm, Yes. I like that at the end he says digital minimalism. It's a process. Mm -hmm. So you're going to do these things. You're going to have to do them again and again. But eventually, over time, it will minimize the things that you are consuming online and on your computer. So speaking but, of again and again and things that are not going away and are going to be yes. constant themes, it's time for the, the bill of the, of the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. 
my mortgage is my bill of the week. I have been auto-paying my mortgage for years, but I recently set a goal of paying it off early, and this totally shifted my mindset. I now look forward to paying my mortgage so that I can track it on a spreadsheet and see how much my principal balance goes down each month, and I love making additional payments with money earned from side hustles. Uh, so all of this to say bye-bye, mortgage. Yes, Yay, Kathy. Kathy. I love it. That's amazing. It's so cool oh to hear you gosh. say that you look forward to it because of this yes. new goal now, which is so true. And you don't think about that, that once you set a goal, it can completely shift perspective on something that now mm-hmm. you want to do it because each time you do it, you're getting closer and closer to this amazing goal that you've set. So cool. Uh, yes. Uh, we're so happy for you, Kathy. And please let us know when you do pay off that mortgage. That'll be a good day. Yeah, we want to hear that bill too because that is so, so cool. We were making extra mortgage payments for a while and we have paused that. But Mm -hmm. I also looked forward to making those extra payments because it's like I can see how much money I'm saving and how much time I'm taking off Mm -hmm. of my mortgage. Oh, so good. So good. Thanks, Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. And now on to our second favorite time of the week. It's the lightning round. The lightning round. I was wondering if you were going to fit that in there, Jill. (laughs) Yes. It's so, a permanent staple these days. Yes. And so today's lightning round, four inventions of technology that will help you reduce your technology intake. Ooh. So if you're looking to use less technology, get these pieces of technology and it will help you reduce that. None of these. Does that make sense? It does. None of these are sponsors. I know that the way Jen said that no, makes it sound all, like right. they're sponsors, but they're not. None of them are sponsors. They're all free. So yeah, just uh, and helpful, all, helpful yeah, tools for you. All slightly redundant. So this one is called Stay Focused and it's a free productivity extension for Google Chrome and it restricts the amount of time that you can spend on time wasting websites. So if you don't nice. want, if you want access to Facebook, but you want someone to help you stay accountable to how long you're on it, here you go. Try out, stay focused. But other similar extensions could include, there's a, there's one called self-control <laughs> for Mac. 
<laughs> There's one called. I love these names. These are amazing. I do too. They, they feel like a fake sponsor, but they're not. Yeah. So you've got these are real self control for Mac. You've got leech block for Firefox and cold turkey for Windows. It's yeah. so amazing. If you were wondering why self control wasn't today's sponsor, it's. This is it's why. because it's an actual thing that you can use to yeah. help you. So, and yes. we'll have... Not that running is not real. We'll have links and info if you miss that and you're driving or you're, or you're running. <laughs> Back to our sponsor. Uh, feel free LOL. to check out our show notes on our website yes. and you can get access to these things that we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Number two, unroll.me. So unroll.me is a web service that filters out all of your commercial emails into one daily email called a roll-up. So instead of getting 30 promotional newsletters every day, you can see them all in one place. And then you can easily unsubscribe to them or put them back in your inbox, whatever. But it cleans up your inbox. And it doesn't filter um, like personal emails or anything, just ones that are sent out by like commercial uh, email systems. So I've used that for years, and I swear by it. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. check that out. Because then it, that can also free up your the, the amount of space being taken up in your email, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And number three in our lightning round, Boo-boo. App Limits. So App Limits, I'm about to say a bunch of words that I don't understand, but here you go. <laughs> Limits is built into the iPhone in iOS 12 under screen time. So you can see how much time you're spending in your apps and set limits for how long you want to spend in there each day. So it sounds like this is just specifically for Apple users. Yeah, this is for iPhone users. And I just discovered this and looked. Um, First, I checked out screen time because I had never looked at that before. And then was instantly embarrassed by how much time I spend in social networking oh, every day. Oh, no. It actually shows you? Yes. Oh, yes. no. And then clicked on app limits. And so now I've given myself a limit every day to how much time. And so then once you have broken that time or you've reached it, there is literally like a lock over the, the app, like the little uh, shortcut. Mm-hmm. And you can't click on it. <laughs> So, yeah, it's really fun. How, I mean, there's got to be a way to override that, right? Like, what if you're in the middle of something, you know, super important, like a super important argument on Facebook? Then what? Well, (laughs) (laughs) then you can just go back into screen time and turn off app limits. I was typing out my anger and it locked me out. (laughs) Sucks. So that one's good. Um, And then one that I just started using, number four, News Feed Eradicator. Mm, You have talked about this. This is cool. Yes, yes. This is an extension for Chrome and Firefox that replaces your Facebook news feed with an inspirational quote. (laughs) So amazing. It's so good. And I re- it does really save me time because when I have to go into Facebook for stuff in like groups and things, I don't get distracted by my news feed. I can go exactly to where I need to be. And then I can see this really inspirational quote. Wow. Like, I wonder if I pull up Facebook right now, what's my quote going to be? 
I'm going to do it right now. Gosh, I wish that this was a sponsor because we're so incredibly mm -hmm. stoked on it. Yeah. We should be making money off of this. We're not, though. Sorry, guys. Yes. You're just getting real-time tips that we believe in. Today's quote is, rule your mind or it will rule you. Mm. From this guy named Horace. Not only does it get rid of your newsfeed, it replaces it with a quote that's so out of this world. And I think you can even put custom quotes on there, too. I don't know how to do that, but I saw somewhere that you can do that. Wow. So so those are the four pieces of technology that will help you not use as much technology. Stay focused, unroll.me, app limits, newsfeed eradicator. You're welcome. You are welcome. And that is all we have for today. Jill, we did it. We did it. And and you know what? With all this time that you have left over because you have minimized your digital interaction and time spent digitally, you can read a book because we're doing book clubs over here at the Frugal Friends podcast. And we're talking about it on the Frugal Friends Facebook community group. So right now it's June In case you didn't know, it is June. Mm -hmm. We're reading digital. Well, if you're listening to this in June, it's June. When this comes out, it's it's June. So (laughs) we're we're reading. You guessed it, digital minimalism by Cal Newport for our book club. So the conversations on this topic, they're not stopping. That's it. Yeah, and we're gonna keep reading it, and we would love to send you a free copy because it is still a pretty new book. Mm. And you may not be able to get it without a wait from your library. So if you would like to win a free copy, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshot the review and send it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will select one winner for every five reviews at the end of the month. And that one winner will win a copy of Digital Minimalism. And if you want an example of a helpful review that is worthy of submission for a free book. This one just happens mm-hmm. to be five stars. Just happens to be. And it's happens from be. Bren on the Run. And they say, love this podcast. Five stars. Love this podcast. Woo. It's laugh out loud funny. She actually wrote that out. It's laugh out loud funny. She didn't say LOL, uh, which is great. Honestly, I listen to you both at the gym and I've often gotten a few odd looks from folks because I'm, I'll just start giggling during my workouts. Keep up the fun work, ladies. Love yas. And a red heart. Mm. A little red heart emoji. Back at ya. Back at ya, Bren on the run. So glad that you're listening to us while you're exercising and smiling. What, what a life. Yes. This this is brought to you by running. Yes. And so clearly. It's coming full circle. Full circle multiple and times. We're loving it. We're loving it. That's not it. We don't want to take up any of your uh, any more of your digital space mm, than we have to. Mm, mm. So we're we're gonna cut it off and we'll see you next week. Boom. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano.
boom, there was a suggestion to stop listening to podcasts and call your friends. Mm-mm-mm. And we are um, your friends. Yeah. So that's why we didn't put that yeah. in the. No. My suggestion episode. would be listen to your friends on a podcast mm-hmm. and then become greater friends with them on Frugal Friends podcast Facebook community group and use the newsfeed eradicator so that all you need to do is interact with your friends. And you can put quotes from Jill and I in the newsfeed eradicator so that we can just pop up every time you open Facebook. We're just there. (gasps) We should partner with newsfeed eradicator and just be us popping up. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, it's Jill. <laughs> hey, it's Jen. Is that what hey, I sound like? It's, I don't know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Jen and Travis's baby. <laughs> Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.